MoneyWeb now on the money. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Connie Bloom, CEO and co-founder of Mesh.Trade. Connie, appreciate the time today. Tokenization, a crypto DeFi phrase that I'm hearing more and more in recent months. Let's start off with the, the obvious place, which is what is tokenization? Tokenization is a broad spectrum term that's used in this very idyllic world called the blockchain, mm. which is basically a catch-all phrase when we take any assets whether it's an artwork, property, an ETF, a piece of gold, and we wrap it into something called a token. So a token is just something that brings together the rights and obligations of an asset so we can trade it very easily with each other. And that gives, I mean, one of the big pluses there is going to be liquidity. And I imagine, you know, particularly against more traditional assets, if I think you mentioned a painting there, if I post some chance owned a Van Gogh, they're hard and chunky to sell. I could slice it up into a million pieces, make it more accessible. Yes, absolutely. You can break it up into as many pieces as you want to. So it's always the analogy of when you walk into that beautiful art gallery that you just mm. mentioned and you see this, this massive painting in front of you. And I think we've all had that moments of <laughs> sheer delight, but also sheer desire. And we all know that we don't have the account balance to always buy a cappuccino, nonetheless a Van Gogh. So what tokenization then does, it takes this big asset hanging on the wall and it breaks it down into smaller, more consumable pieces. There's also a part in the, the traditional financial world where they also call it fractionalization. Mm. So when you log onto some of your trading systems, you can also buy a 10 rand of a Facebook share or sorry, Meta now, it's no, no yeah. longer Facebook. So we can all get access to more assets that we wouldn't previously have access to. There's many benefits. One is I can buy the painting, which I otherwise couldn't. I imagine it reduces costs quite significantly and I imagine it reduces time to transact. It absolutely does. Generally, when I look at tokenization of any assets, what it does bring forth is three main things. Like you previously mentioned, making an asset accessible for all. Mm -hmm. We also bring in transparency, but also ease of use. And sometimes ease of use is also cheaper, but it's definitely quicker, transparent, easier to hold, easier to transact. All of those benefits come through when you tokenize an asset and start interacting with it around a digital platform as well. Is this piggybacking on existing blockchain? We've seen that with NFTs or is it bespoke blockchains for perhaps each product or perhaps for the concept? So blockchains are becoming very interesting in its obfuscation. No longer is there just the Bitcoin blockchain mm -hmm. or the Ethereum blockchain. We're definitely seeing specialization in blockchains also occurring. So the same concept of where you would have a Oracle, which is a good storing system for, let's say, documents and mass data, MongoDB database, a Google database, Amazon database. All these databases are used for a specific reason. And yes, they can also be used for other reasons, but they're not maybe as efficient or effective with those use cases as what they previously were. So we are seeing more and more blockchains coming in and specializing in a group of assets. And generally, when we're looking at financially based assets, which is currently a very big race and hot topic in the tokenization industry, 
there are a couple of blockchains that are standing out head and shoulders above the rest. You will always see your Ethereum blockchain doing mm -hmm. some interesting things just because there's mass liquidity. So a lot of people and a lot of people trading on that blockchain. But interesting blockchains such as your Stellar and your Solana blockchains are also coming through to service this industry a bit more elegantly. But yet again, the Stellar and Solana blockchains aren't always the best when it comes to your NFTs that you just mentioned. Stellar is actually the best blockchain for currencies. Yeah. So it is very interesting to see how these different chains are becoming very relevant. But now interoperability is the big problem statement of the day. I get you on that. So they can talk to each other. Any sense of how big this market is in, in old-fashioned sort of dollars or czar? <laughs> it's an interesting market because it's not that big just yet. So if we had to compare it to something like gold or Apple share, I would actually say that this market is around a tenth of the size of the Apple equity market, which is interesting once you start benchmarking it in such a manner. And we all know that Apple is worth a couple of billion. And just to put that into further perspective of how small the Apple market is, the global debt market is around $150 trillion at this stage. So it becomes dwarfed by the size of the rest of the capital markets. But it is something that is making a lot of waves because there's a lot of people that, yet again, it's transparent, it's easy to use, it's accessible. So therefore, more and more people are flocking into the crypto market and I believe that it will grow quite aggressively in the next couple of years. We'll leave it there. Connie Blum, CEO of Mesh.Trade. Appreciate the time today. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.